Solving the climate crisis is the greatest and most complex challenge that Homo sapiens have ever faced. The main solution, however, is so simple that even a small child can understand it. Understanding our democracy, one podcast at a time. This is the show about politics. Here's your host, Nate. Everyone, welcome back to the show about politics. So there have been two presidents in my lifetime, President Obama and President Trump, and their views about climate change are totally different. I've heard some folks try to dodge the evidence by saying they're not scientists. I'm not a scientist either. But you know what? I know a lot of really good scientists, and the best scientists in the world are all telling us that our activities are changing the climate. And if we don't act forcefully, we'll continue to see rising oceans, longer, hotter heat waves, dangerous droughts and floods, and massive disruptions that can trigger greater migration and conflict and hunger around the globe. That's President Obama from his 2014 State of the Union address. And this is President Trump from an interview on CBS four years later. I'm not denying climate change. But it could very well go back. You know, we're talking about well, over millions of years. It. They say that we had hurricanes that were far worse than what we just had with Michael. Who says that? They say. Well, people, the people say. The people say that in the. Yeah, but what about the scientists who say it's worse than ever? Uh, you'd have to show me the scientists because they have a very big political agenda, Leslie. I can't Look, bring them. Scientists in. also have a political agenda. It's weird when you've grown up with one president for your whole life and then another president comes in and says something completely different. It's just really, really confusing and you don't know which side to believe. Well, climate change itself is a science question, right? Like if it's happening, why it's happening, what we think the effects of it are going to be. And science questions by themselves, maybe shouldn't be political. This is Joe. My name is Joe Hansen. I have a PhD in biology. I make YouTube videos. I have a show called It's Okay to Be Smart, which is about all kinds of different kinds of science. And I also have a show about climate science called Hot Mess. So to start out, we need to know the facts. So that's exactly why I asked Joe about. Well, there's a ton of facts about climate change. We know that the level of greenhouse gases like carbon dioxide has gone way, way up since the Industrial Revolution to levels that we haven't seen in hundreds of thousands of years. We know that more greenhouse gases from our atmosphere trap more radiation from the sun and they end up heating our planet up. We've known that for over a century. We know that the ocean is absorbing a ton of carbon dioxide. We know the ocean's getting warmer. We know the ocean's getting more acidic. And we know the ocean is expanding and it's rising. We know that extreme storms are getting worse. We know that droughts are becoming more widespread. Temperature extremes, even temperature extremes in the cold direction are happening. But the most important fact about climate change is that it is a real thing that is happening, that human beings have a huge influence on, something that we're really, really affecting and not uh, in a positive way. We're affecting it in a bad way. And that reaches into so many different parts of this world that we live on. The one world we live on. The only one that we have. 
So when you want to talk about the facts, I mean, we're talking about everything. We're protesting against climate change because politicians today are not willing to do enough about it. So climate change has become a very big political issue and it's almost become one party thinks it's real and the other doesn't. So what do you think happened to make it that way? There's so many different ways to look at this, but here's my favorite one. I really like college football. So I cheer for the Texas Longhorns. University of Texas is the best team in the entire world. I don't care what anybody says. Now I sit in the stands and I'm cheering along with a bunch of people that I've never even met because we all love this thing so much, but I'm not sure I really know why. Like I went to school there and I like the mascot and I like the colors, but I have this like really, really strong pull to cheer for this school and I'll cheer against anybody who says that my school isn't good. But then if I like take my intellectual brain out for a second, I'm like, Joe, that doesn't really make sense. Like it's just a school, like it's just a football team. If I cheer or not, they're not gonna play better. They don't know if I'm cheering at home and yelling at the television, but I just feel so strongly of that as part of my identity. And so I'll defend anybody who says anything bad about the school and our football team. And with political parties, it seems like something happens we have this human urge to join teams and then to be really, really defensive of our team if anybody tries to attack it. Even if what they're challenging us with, like saying that climate change is real, is factually correct, has all the evidence behind it, it's a almost a failure of the human mind to want to defend our team over anything else. And we will sometimes lie to ourselves in order to keep defending our team. And this is why I think thinking like a scientist is the most important skill anybody can have in their life, no matter what they do for a living, because I am willing to be wrong in just about anything, because that's how you learn as a scientist, right? Okay. Is you gotta fail and you gotta figure out what went wrong, but you also know that everything that you believe can be questioned and that you need to be able to find evidence for all of it. Yeah. And that mindset is so important. And climate scientists and the people who work on the climate have that mindset. And if there were any doubt that it was real, these people have been, no idea has been attacked and, and, and battled and, and had to defend itself and reprove itself more than what we know about climate change. And it's still proven to be true all this time. We're still learning more about it. And there's still a lot of open questions, but having this mindset, if more people could think that way or bring it into their lives, I think that we would be able to move forward instead of trying to just make our own team happy the whole time. Um, the 2020 elections are coming along. How do you think climate change will be a player in that stage? We've been talking about climate change for a long time, right? I mean. We, we've been talking about climate change for your entire life, right? Yeah. And I wonder if we've really done anything about it. And the problem with that is the risk is, are we running out of time? We keep changing the climate and there's a point. Imagine like a cartoon 
where the character like runs off of a cl uh, running towards the edge of a cliff and you got to put on the brakes before you hit the edge of the cliff because once you're over gravity's going to take over and you're going to fall down so we're approaching a point where a lot of scientists are starting to say you know what this is really dangerous we might not be able to turn this around if we don't make changes now and every day that we don't do something we get closer and closer to that point and 2020 this election and the decisions that are made and the kind of people that have ideas that they want to bring into the government in this election could be a really really important point for us to say what are we really going to do are we going to be able to turn this around well, thousands of students around the world have walked out of the classroom and gone on strike to challenge politicians to take action on climate change. The strikes were inspired by 16-year-old Swedish activist Greta Thunberg. The 16-year-old made headlines by going into rooms full of world leaders and billionaires and calling them out for a failure to act. Adults keep saying, we owe it to the young people to give them hope. But I don't want your hope. I don't want you to be hopeful. I want you to panic. I want you to act as if the house was on fire. Because it is. For us kids, this isn't a liberal or conservative issue. It isn't a democratic or republican issue. It's just a problem that we want our leaders to solve before it's too late. Because if they don't, we're the ones who have to clean up the messy room. And it's only going to get messier. And we don't feel like that's fair. And that's why kids are striking against climate change. Joe, thank you so much for being on the show. If people want to find out more about you and the amazing programs you make, how can they do that? You can find me on YouTube. You can look up Hot Mess. It's our new show about climate change. It's really awesome. And you can also find me at It's Okay to Be Smart on YouTube. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Joe Hansen. D-R-J-O-H-A-N-S-O-N, like the band. This episode was sponsored by Mel Science. Get two to three experiments delivered to your door every month for a free VR headset and starter kit Use the link melscience.pxf.io slash Nate. Every order helps to support the show, so make sure to use the link in the description. The show about politics also has a hotline, and we want to hear what you think. Call us at 872-215-1966, and you might end up on a future episode of the show. And finally, music on this episode was written by Sounds Like an Earful. If you're a podcaster make sure to check out their amazing and affordable music service at soundslikeanearful.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.